0: Thank you.
1: All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast. Grallin Pauline, junior here with you. And, you know, it, we're in the middle of our off-season specialty show series. And uh, we're, we're just kind of going through talking to people that uh, we enjoy having conversations with and, um, and that are maybe a little bit off the normal that we do, but still fun. It's shows for us kind of you know and I that I think you will enjoy Um, and and this is one that I know you'll enjoy because you have enjoyed him I hear from people all the time uh, whenever we've had this guy on our shows before uh, that you know whether it's about something he said or something you drank uh, or um, just the general optimism he brings it's uh, it's optimistic Bobby time that's right Owner of Fifty West Brewing Company, Bobby Slattery, is today's guest. Um, and to be honest, so I hope you listened last week. We had comedian and Cincy Shirts owner uh, Josh Snead on, and it was a fantastic conversation. Guy, I love talking to him about Mitch Hedberg stories and and you know his his journey in comedy and creating shirts for the Bengals and Joe Burrow and, and Reds. And it was just a great conversation. I enjoy it. Originally, I thought I'd have Josh and Bobby kind of on as together, but they were both so good in, the, uh, in their own different way. I, we split them up into two different episodes. Uh, so you may hear uh, some conversation of, of talk about the episode with Josh in here, but that's because uh, originally we thought they'd go together, but they're just both were too good that they needed their own. They need to stay on their own. Um, I always love talking to Bobby about not just his love of the Bengals and obviously we get into a lot of Bengals talk from a fan perspective here from the optimistic fan perspective uh, as we always do but also about you know sort of the business that he's in and, and being in Cincinnati and and what it's been like to be a part of that everything that's going on at 50 West which is just insane uh how they've sort of become this, sprawling campus uh, out there. It's been fun to watch, and, and it's just always fun to talk to. So uh, without further ado, um, I will we will bring you this week's episode. This is my conversation with owner of 50 U.S. Brewing Company, Bobby Slattery, better known as Optimistic Bobby. All right, you know I'm always excited about this moment. You know, we're kind of taking today's episode to catch up with the state of the fan a little bit. And, uh, and, and that's, it's we're kind of using it through some local business owners. Uh, and, you know, we have Josh Snead uh, came on and, and talked a little Bengals with us, which was very exciting. But, you know, we can't, I mean, we can't do this. We can't do this type of an episode if we don't go where we always go. And that's going to our guy. Optimistic Bobby, Bobby Slattery out at 50 West, um, to come on and, and uh give us all the optimism that, that we need to hear from Bengals fans. How are we doing, Bobby?
2: Hootay! <laughs> it's
1: a good time to be me right now, right? Yes. I, I mean, it is the season of the optimistic fan. I mean, you right is are have you noticed the growing number of people on your bandwagon as you oh, continue driving day. the bus?
2: Yes. I mean, the last couple of years were, were real difficult. Um, but I think this year you've got, you're, you know what you're getting, you're getting the, um, the frustrated fan that likes to kind of, you get, this is the part where people start jumping back on the bandwagon. So they're starting to look and there's all these good little, you know, you've got Burrow coming along. You've got, you know, uh, I thought coming out of the draft, a lot of debate in the draft, right? Like a lot of thought coming out of that. Oh, are we going to screw this up? Did we do it wrong? I kind of felt like we were in a win-win situation no matter where we went. Um, but uh yeah. So now all these people are coming back and everybody's sort of just watching, waiting to see what happens, waiting to either be extremely angry and lose their mind, or yeah. waiting to be like, Oh, I knew it. This is so great. So the, the problem
1: the problem with the optimism and excitement that has built over the course of this offseason is it only makes a more emotional blend yes when the season actually yeah, starts like that's you know and you're just it's just it's really going to be a lot of emotions tied up in that first like you know six weeks
2: extreme get ready for some extreme overreactions within the first four weeks well, is there right? any
1: other i mean I, i've never experienced anything else other than extreme <laughs> overreactions. i guess
2: that's i guess that's that's par for the course but i think With the whole debate over, you know, do you go wide receiver versus offensive line? How does that play out? Uh, The first
1: hit that Burrow takes. Oh, oh my God. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, I think fans' expectations are that he will have a clean jersey 17 straight weeks. Untouched, unpressured. You know, I mean, not that that's a real expectation, but I mean, I think in their head, I'm not prepared to watch this man take a hit.
2: Yes. Yes. It's great. It's, you know what, it's what being a fan's about. i I always, I talk about the hope thing. Hope is there right now, right? It's just like this little ball of energy that's just sitting there and it's building and it's building. And I think people are buying into it. They see it. Um, And, you know, it's all going to come down to, you know, can we score a lot of touchdowns and can Burrow not be killed? and do we win games then the if you win games it makes this thing holding a lot easier a lot easier to be on my team when you're winning games right yeah
1: exactly you're, you're exactly right well you guys uh, I we're, in a little bit I want to talk about uh, the a million things that you guys have going on out at 50 West it's just incredible and not just out at 50 West here Chillicothe, Chillicothe. is open Southeast Ohio
2: Southeast Ohio <laughs> we, we're headed Burroughs way
1: that's it it's not gonna be too long i mean have you talked is there a way that you could like build your next branch of 50 west like on his street
2: his uh, street i mean happens? i i went to his house you know when i was out there tried to <laughs> i told you i stole that we stole the borough sign i had it in my front yard uh yeah. in uh in cincy but yes no i think i've kept my distance uh fairly well from Burrow, which is a good was probably a good thing because it, it would be uh i'd probably be a little bit too excited to see him he might be weirded out by a uh 40 year old man uh actually he's probably used to it this is probably his life well,
1: right? i mean let's this is the person who openly admitted to stalking sam hubbard's instagram uh yes, at one point yes I mean, yes, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> well, I this isn't, this isn't
1: know, exactly outside of the realm as a, of- as,
2: a, as a as a safety in uh high school yes 100 <laughs> percent uh it's all good this this is such an exciting time it's an exciting season i love what they did with the draft And now it's just going to be, you know, how does that play out, and and what happens? I do think, you know, this there's a lot of pressure on them to win, and I think they got to at least go eight and eight this year. Otherwise, there's going to be some significant changes. Yeah, they got
1: to be. I mean, I think they've they've got to be. I, no, sorry, eight, eight, I would say eight, eight, relevant in eight, December. Nine.
2: Who knows? I'm not used to talking about the 17 I game know. season. It's
1: throwing me off. I'm not used to like how do you judge a team that goes five and 12? Like I don't. It's, yes. These numbers are going to be very hard. But I mean, I I, I think you know you've you've got to look at it through the lens of relevant in December and seeing because seeing the next step. I mean, so much of this team is already tied up, in, for multiple years. I mean. We talk a lot about Higgins, Boyd, Chase, Burrow, Mixon, and this, like, how fun that is. Well, those guys are all under contract for at least the next three years. So, I mean, they're going to grow together is the idea, um, and you can keep putting more pieces in on the line in front of them. So if you get to relevant in December, if you are in that 500 range this year, it's a natural next step. Not that they couldn't do better than that if things went really well, but – it's a natural next, and the same thing with the defense. Defense is mostly under contract for I multiple years.
2: Defensive line, probably. I was talking to someone the other day. I think defensive line will probably be the, the like key. Everyone wants to talk about keeping Burrow from getting hit or whatnot, but like they got to get generate a pass rush at some point to be able to, you know,
1: do something. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor.
0: And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on direct TV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Direct TV makes up for your mother, not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds! Direct TV has the most MLB games. Call one 800 direct TV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms are restrictions apply
2: Low-key,
1: under-the-radar, most important player on the team is Larry Ogunjobi because they desperately missed the through the interior pass rush last year. It was just an absolute non-factor, and it killed the entire defense almost from the the center spot. What Geno Atkins dominated for years, the fact they got nothing out of that spot killed him, and now they're betting on Ogunjobi being a breakout guy on his one-year contract here. They need to get a lot from him because they don't, necessarily have a ton of interior pass rushers besides him so uh I, if he can come out and have a really big year i think he could be the the the, un, the the low key difference makers if you're looking to uh you know impress some people sitting around 50 west talking bangles make sure you that's, drop, that's, the, that's, drop the ogen joe be on him
2: you saw it well when we were at our best you, we could generate pass rush with, without sending a blitz, and and you saw the last few years not very good, and and that was one of the big things that stuck out was like, hey, there's no the pass rush is gone, like these quarterbacks can sit back there without us, you know, unless we send people and then we get burned over the top or whatever. So, uh but it's all good. Yeah, um, the biggest
1: question is this: is where uh, where is your son at with excitement level, like to go? Dude, games? I don't know. So his,
2: his birth. So here's the deal. His birthday is the opening game. Yeah. So, so that's like, that's literally his birthday. I don't know where he is. He's in that weird stage as a kid where it's like, you How know, old is he now? I'm to think about this. He's eight. He's okay. soon to be nine. Okay. So he's in like fair weather fan range. Right. Oh. Like he likes, like he right now he told me he's rooting for the Clippers. Cause he likes the Lakers. And I was like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. Like you can't, like we we're talking about NBA and that's, he's like, yeah, I'm rooting for the Clippers to win it. Cause you know, I like the Lakers. So I should like the Clippers. I'm like, I think it's the opposite. Like, no, like that. <laughs> so he's trying to figure out the whole fandom thing. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I think with, with NFL, he had a real issue with Burrow for a while because he was an Ohio state fan and he wanted them to win the national championship, mm. uh, which by the way, I'm not an OSU guy. He just like randomly picked it up because his cousins liked it. And so, um, but he's okay with Burrow. Now. I think this is gonna be a big season for him. I think it, a lot of it depends on how well we do, right? Like, cause if you're going into school, you probably remember this when we were kids, when I, when we were going into school and I'll never forget, like the icky shuffle was like posted on a, on a, the window. Like, here's how you do the icky shuffle. Cause we were winning football games, going to the super bowl right at that critical moment in our life. So I'm hoping, you know, if we, if this team's good this year, that could really play a big part in his, uh, in his lifelong commitment to being a fan and he'll end up like his dad someday
1: i was gonna say you know you the the, i always talk about when you're between 10 and 12 you are never more formed by your love of sports more like it it dictates that is the, the like the years where you just like develop this like absurd obsession and you try to recreate that for the rest of your life that like where you know you watch every game you know every stat you know every player it's like it's totally foundational and so really whether he's a Bengals fan is going to be dependent on he's he's coming into the window he's entering the window
2: it's right now and, and it's a good time to be in the window right like i think that if i had to pick to time to be in the window this is a team if if it all falls right, like it's, it's going to be better than the last two years. Right. Like it can't, it can't be, if it's worse, they, I mean, they, they got to blow it up, but I think they've got the pieces having burrow as a quarterback. I mean, that's, I remember when Palmer was making that turn and I was like, Oh my God, we're going to have like 10 years of this. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. And we didn't end up getting 10. We got what, like six, five.
1: Yeah. And and some of them weren't super,
2: yeah,
1: but but there was still the thought that, that was going to happen. I was that like, oh my God, through.
2: we're going to get this. We got the guy. So I think Burrow's the guy. I think that's great. I like what they're doing. Um, and overall, just talking to fellow fans, I think you've got a lot of people that are are assuming Burrow doesn't get killed. They're going to be excited about it. They're going to be excited about this year, and they're going to be excited about all the things that are happening. There's a
1: so. whole lot of people holding. And I told you so in their back pocket, though. If he gets hurt or something, oh or god, yeah, again. yeah, I mean, yes. that's going to be that's going to be the decider. I'll ask you this though: what 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 is the? Can you gauge reaction? Not just for you, but what you hear about new uniforms? Are you are you? Did they do that? Is that a, was that
2: accepted? Did we like the new uniforms? Do we? <laughs> Okay, so I think uh, new uniforms is a really tough one because it's like, you know, I think they're easy to criticize. I think overall the new uniforms were well-received. If I think about my most the most critical people that I'm around that want to find every reason to hate the Bengals, you know, they're upset because we don't have the dome or they're upset, you know, like they, they just pick everything. I think even those those fans were excited about the new unis. So I think they look good. I think they're clean. Uh, they pay homage to the, you know, stayed consistent. Um I'm excited about it. I I haven't bought one yet. I've got to get to you actually, good question. Do you have a jersey?
1: Do I have a jersey? Do you no. have
2: bangles jerseys?
1: No, I don't have any of the new. Does Bengals
2: anybody jerseys. like in your field do they wear does
1: no. anybody wear jerseys? Nobody no. I mean not to, to work? No. No, like how
2: hilarious would that be? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you no. Know I think that should be your stick this year. Is you should go when well, you should start wearing jerseys. Like uh, like like random like a, like a, you're doing, you know while you're doing while you're doing the interviews you like should, a soccer you wear, jersey
1: or like am yeah. I wearing like I'm no, wearing no, no, the no, players no, jersey the business,
2: wear the players jersey okay I'm gonna get you're gonna you're get like, me fired
1: I would be, be more likely to get fired than anything for that is that
2: does that put you in jeopardy You're not, like, you not
1: allowed no that's not
2: that's it's not, not part, part of, of the thing,
1: thing. No. <laughs> I'm a, trying okay. to think the equivalent. uh for your business i would probably be like don't you just sit there and just get drunk with everybody that comes into 50 west
2: that, there there are people that do that that's not how i <laughs> that's not how i operate but yes that's that's that there is that happens in yeah. my line of work a lot yeah uh i mean it's like well it's like why do the? well i don't we've probably talked about this before but like why do baseball managers wear a uniform isn't that like the most ridiculous one like yeah.
1: Well, I do like that NBA finally got it figured out and they stopped wearing the like, you know, the suit and tie, the, the coaches in the NBA. They're now they're in the polo gear and like it's just or the, uh, you know, the sweatsuit and stuff. And like that, that should have been the case. Baseball needs to be next. Baseball needs to come in. Why does the
2: umpire have to wear? I don't know. Well, not that, but why does the coach of baseball have to wear a uniform? Well, remember when Jack Del Rio wore the, I don't remember if it was Adidas or Nike or Reebok. Do you remember that? Thursday night football forever ago. He wore yeah. a suit. And the rule was yes. that it had to be the apparel. and he got it made by him. It was pretty slick. I thought it was. <laughs> cool. uh, uh, right. I,
1: I, so this is all very good Bengals talk do you do you have a, a your your optimistic prediction for this season? Then, so
2: are you? I'm saying still struggling. That? I'm still struggling with the with the 17 games because I can't make sense of it. I mean, <laughs> I mean my heart. Okay, I'm going to say nine nine and eight. Is that right? Is that 17 games? Yes,
1: nine and eight is correct. If you want to do that, okay.
2: That so this should be if we're if this is the nine and eight season things are going to be really good for my son george slattery in the next <laughs> next four years, right like that's this is the this is the season where they're supposed to like they're going to show up they're going to play they're going to win some they're going to lose some if they go nine and eight i don't know if that makes the playoffs i have no idea what makes the playoffs in a 17 game season but the nine and eight would be uh, just off the top of my head that would be this year the following year would be the like, okay, now we're contending and we're excited about it. Probably with like a letdown loss in, you know, one of the, hopefully that next year would be like, we win the playoff game. And then after that, it's like, Hey, we're in Super Bowl contention mode. Kind of like where Cleveland is. I mean, you just watch Cleveland over the last couple of years. And I hate, I hate it. Cause I just don't think Baker's their guy. I keep hoping that OBJ is going to be like, create that problem for them that like, they really should just hand the football off all the time and win on defense. Um, but they're doing that right. Like that last year was like the year where they had that game and they're like, okay. And then this is the year where they're like, Hey, super bowl. Right. So I think we're like, we're like a season or two behind where they are trajectory wise. So I would like to see a nine and eight this year. Uh, and then, you know, we go from that. I think a lot of it's going to come down to the pass rush. Like that's probably going to be one of our biggest issues is like, if we don't, what differentiates us will likely be that pass rush coming on. And then, you know, next year we have to get the guy that, that rushes the passer. And then it takes us to the nine and eight.
1: That's, that's a little on the low end for optimistic Bobby. I must say, I I know
2: I'm, I'm, you know, in my old age, I'm, I'm a realist. That's, I think that that you just so don't since, go.
1: since we first started doing these, how long ago? Six, seven years ago. I can't yeah. remember how long. Since I you, mean, where it was like, like every year was the year. You're saying you have you've matured since those days. I mean,
2: I I know the trajectory. This all started because you were like, "Look, the way you talk about this is so absurd. You have to come on and, and talk about this to other people <laughs> because we're discussing this at at the brewery, and and this is just something that other people should hear." I think you have to be realistic and say. Nine and eight is the right trajectory for us. Now, is there always that glimmer of hope that maybe we 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 take a, a bigger step? But for the most part, I think nine and eight season would be good for everybody. Um, I think it ends up. Uh, I think we end up in a good spot if if, if we're there. I think right. Zach Taylor and, Keeps and his and job, the, and that way, if just go sideways
1: early, you can always say, "Look, we got plenty of time to get to nine and eight, where we need to be." You know, you can. It can hey, be a I, I want longer. your
2: I want your take on this because I, I actually something that I did not like was the uh, Zach Taylor calling it early on the practices. But then I read your your article about it and you said it's like a good thing, right?
1: Yeah, it was mostly about making sure they got their vaccination number to where they needed it to be so they could be fully in person and everything come the season. So that was basically the deal. Like if enough people went and got vaccinated, they could get them close to the 85% threshold. They need to be fully doing everything like normal come training camp. Um, Then he would call for the last two days, and basically that was the case. I mean, they they got it, and so – that was the biggest point of doing it. And I mean, like, look, from somebody who goes to these things and has been for a long time, you don't realize how little is actually getting done at these practices. Like, these are – while it's nice and it's totally important, the, like, the chemistry element and the, like, everybody going in the same direction and being out there together talking through stuff is really what it is. They'd already done 10 of them. They were the only only team in the league with full attendance. So they would really – they were – they were ahead, I think, of the vast majority of the league when they called it quits, and and still are. Like, a lot of – most of the league didn't have but maybe even half, three-quarters of their players there, distractions with holdouts, and this, that, and the other. And it was like they were the one team that had buy-in the entire time, so they were kind of in a little bit of a place where they could do it. I I just don't know. They were only – the third day was already going to be, like, just a walkthrough of special team stuff anyway. So you really are talking about 90 minutes – of light work was what was sacrificed for essentially being able to do all your meetings in person, all your weight room stuff, all of that stuff come training camp. And it looks like they're probably they'll probably get there. We'll see. They're not there yet, but they're close, according to uh I guess Jesse Bates told us that. But
2: I'm a zach Taylor guy. And I that was the first time like, whoa, 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 why are the kids And then I read you through your thing and I was like, okay. Yeah. All right, I can buy into this. I
1: get it. Yeah, I so. thought I thought they did. Uh, you know, getting what they did as far as attendance and buy-in was a big deal because you know everybody. It's funny. Like I, I'm be I'm so close to it that I don't know. That's why I like talking to you and to Josh. And like when I talk to fans, I like talking to fans. When I'm out there to get the. What I'm seeing, not seeing, because I'm too close to it. But like people that still think, oh man, I just thought it was like a that everybody hated it there and it was toxic culture and this, that, and the other. And then, but when you get 100% attendance for an off-season program when the league is basically begging people not to show up and everybody's like that is there is so excited. Um, it, it's the opposite of that. So I, for that reason, I thought the off-season was a huge win for. Zach Taylor and for the team as a whole going forward in the right direction because you know, they have there's there's no <laughs> anybody that didn't want to be there would have had a, every excuse in the world to not show and no one would have cared. Uh, so the does fact it, that they had everybody there doing what they were doing was a big deal.
2: Does it feel good? Does Do you feel like do you feel not know. I, it always no. kind of
1: feels good this time of year Bobby like I have a hard time getting super excited over stuff. It's like we when we get into training camp and real decisions start getting made and people start really getting after it, we can talk about the feel. And I don't have a feel. I'm not. We're not in the locker room, like we're not in it. So it's yeah, hard but to really. Yeah. Let me get ask you When things. the
2: teams were good, when the teams were good, did it feel good? Yeah, you knew it.
1: Like you, you always when the teams were good, you knew they were going to be good because they'd been good for a while. I mean. You know, unless you were talking about 2011 when they came out of nowhere, you knew 12, 13, 14, 15. You knew those teams were going to be good. They had dudes everywhere. They were stacked. They were drafting
2: for future. Like they were, they were drafting out of luxury. Like but you're saying, there that's wasn't. That's not what this team has been. No, no, no. Well, I didn't know if there's just like a chemistry which is like, hey, look, it just looks good and it feels good down here.
1: I mean, the Reds have that, right? So like people talk about the Reds now and the chemistry they have going. I, I think it looks good and it feels good down there because God, the way they talk about Burrow, I mean the dude just walking on water at this point. Like yeah, everybody sure. believes everything that he's about and it makes them have like love what this place can be. It's all anybody talks about offense, defense. Man, yeah, this guy can lead us there. Like, everybody is a believer in him. That alone means, yeah, it feels good. Like, it feels good down there because people feel that way about their leader. They have a yeah. real, real leader. Like, they have not had that. I mean, since Wit left. And so, like. And, and, and you know, feeling good about a team because of your left tackle is different than feeling good about a team because <laughs> your of your quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, you know, it, I just think – I think that there's excitement because they feel like they have a real leader that can take them there. But it's a big – you know, it's a big year for him too. So,
2: Well, I think I, as a general fan just dealing with – you know, I get a lot of – I get a lot of people that want to buy in. I get haters on the other side. Overall, I think people feel pretty good. It's tough to, it's tough to challenge Joe – like – Using this, nobody talks about whether Burrow's going to be good or bad. Everybody, whether you like the team, don't like the team, everybody's in agreement that he's going to be good. The question is, is like, is he still going to be standing at the end of the season? Right, like that's that's what they question.
1: Yeah. So how to build around him? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, can we? I, I just want to talk about the uh, the sprawling campus. Uh, that is like at what point yeah. at what point do we need like golf carts to go from some, one side to the other or like yeah. can you install a
2: monorail next that, like, what? Uh, <laughs> I, be there. I don't know I, the bridge over the over the uh, yeah. over 50 is the, uh, the ultimate dream but yeah we're so the big, you, guys, big, you guys have a fleet feet now yeah we opened up a shoes I want it yeah Frank Julius who owns fleet feet great dude Uh, he was coming down. We were running our own running groups, and him and I connected. And he was like, "Dude, we should put one of our stores in here." Like, Mm -hmm. so he got one. He bought a Volkswagen bus. You go in there; there's shoes on display out of this VW bus, and it's um, yeah, it's gonna open up this week, which is is fantastic, fantastic time. And thank you for calling me right now, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so that store's gonna open up on Wednesday. Um, so you'll be able to, you know, we'll have our running groups and all those things going on, and and now we'll have the ability to um you know, you can buy apparel for running and whatnot, whether you're coming into 50 West or just coming off the trail, it's available. So the big thing though, I'm going to say this, we've done a lot of things over the last few years, but I painted the roof. So we repainted what was production works. I've been wanting to do this for like, I don't know my whole life. Honestly, my, my grandpa owned a bunch of Howard Johnson restaurants in upstate New York. Like that's how the family, you know, that was their source of income. And so it was always my dream to have my own orange roof restaurant one time. Yeah. And, and so uh so we painted the roof over at production works which for most of you probably you drive by it doesn't mean anything for me it's like it's just like a uh, you know a dream come true to to finally own my own space with an orange roof on it and uh yeah <laughs> so the space it's now all painted the same color which sounds stupid and probably means nothing to you guys driving by but um, from we've had a fantastic last you know couple years figuring out covid Um, and all anybody that's listening that if you come out here and supported us, I I can't thank you enough. It's, it's really just been an insane, uh, journey, but yeah, so, so, you know, that's going on and, and, you know, the brewery out in Chillicothe is, is cranking right away and and we create a lot of good opportunities out there. And, you know, we're kind of looking at, at, at what the next thing we do is. I'm not really sure what that's going to be, but it's kind of how we think. So uh, it's clearly how you
1: think. There's always yeah. there's always a next thing that's still happening while the other next things are in the works. It's like you know you're just I, you're just like professional jugglers, which I'm sure you'll have actual jugglers out there before too long too.
2: Maybe I don't know. It, it's about so for us. It's I always say to people that work in our company like it's my job to create opportunities for you. So if I if we stop growing. Then that kind of stagnates everybody, right? And everybody wants that, you know, wants that. Like we talk about with sports and that idea of hope of of you know, hey, what's wh- what's my next step? Where can I get? And my my goal, I feel like within the organization is to create those opportunities. So you know, the minute we stop doing stuff is, is sort of the minute that that I have to, you know, that next step for my people becomes somewhere else, which I'm okay with if if they want to take it. But if I can create that, you know, so that's, that's what kind of drives me on a day-to-day basis. So
1: I mean, you, you created the, you know, you have the burger bar out there and like the, the root bear stand feel yeah. and it's, it's the full, it's the full word you've got, you've, and you've got the, you know, the floats and the shakes and like, the little diner over there. It's which yeah. is awesome, which by the way, I'm I'm on I'm Team Illinois burger.
2: Oh, that's that. that's a that, you would. That's very the horse radioli man. That's like I go I go, I go well, I'm I'm in that I'm in that camp as well. I would say that I think that's number seven out of the thirteen styles. Yeah. So which is <laughs> I, to be honest, I think there's a lot of like not regularly ordered styles that are some of the better ones. Uh, and I think Illinois would fall underneath that. So yeah,
1: I'm a, that's, that's my, of that's my, I'm out there. Loved, love the ice skating was huge. Uh, the kids loved the ice yeah. skating. The first time my daughter ever ice skated was on your ice skating rink out there.
2: Uh, and she so, was uh a fan. fun fact, my son doesn't know how to ice skate. And it's like, it's like this, it's like this issue. He's like, his buddies know how to ice skate. There's like a uh, ice skating thing that a bunch of people in our community all belong to, and we don't belong to it. And so he's always mm-hmm. discouraged. And then we open up the ice skating rink, and I think it's like it's become like a psychological thing because they're like, "Oh, your dad has this ice skating rink, but you don't know how to skate." So I got to teach George how to ice skate next year because <laughs> I think I'm not doing him any. It's not well.
1: Good. It's cool, and you guys are you guys are doing cornhole leagues now, which you know you know yeah. that's got me pretty. Uh... What's going on with your cornhole? I can't. I can't talk about it right now. The tournament. The tournament needs. We were. We pl- we we did the winter one, and it was the last thing that happened right before the pandemic. And we're hoping to get back into it this summer to get us back on track because you know we're we're closing in on on 20 years. Like you know, it's gonna be a big one. We have a 20 20 year anniversary of the the Daner Cornell
2: Classic. So let me ask you this. Could we go big with it? Could we open it up to the fans, do it down at 50 West and, and really blow it out? Or would that ruin the intimacy of the friendship? Friends? I think
1: for the 20th anniversary, if we were going to do a special yeah, one, I mean, I, I I I this feels like we may have hatched something here. I mean, when we when we, we didn't discuss on, this
2: before, this I I think we I think not. we go we go big and we do it, you know, 20 years, reach out to the reach out to the fans out there and say uh, hey. I am
1: I am absolutely on board. Uh, but we did well because we we did it at we actually did the winter one at an indoor place. Uh, so I mean, we've gone outside of the realm of the how of the, the yards and the houses. So we can we we've gone off site before we can do it again.
2: Go real big. We get behind it at 50 West. Nice. Uh, we'd love it. I Put love, it and bring the gotta, fans yeah, in. I'm going to tell you my idea
1: though. My idea that I've had for a long time, and I'm going to just go ahead and spill it right here is. I think that a collaboration with the Bengals on a cornhole tournament at Paul Brown Stadium, where the players and staff and are involved, sort of like when the Reds used to do the poker and the play, you could you get the players jersey if you knocked them out or whatever, like uh, where they're all involved as a massive fundraiser for like children's hospital and stuff would be like the perfect thing to do at, over the summer sometime use the stadium people get to go and that way if it rains you're on the concourse like you don't have to worry about weather you can just like and you you have some some players and team former players involved it's a it's a way to kind of interact raise a bunch it? of money
2: why haven't you done it
1: it's in my it's been living in my brain it's just been living in my brain it's, for a while it's just a it. big
2: let's do it i got a lot we- going on I, we can do this. I will get. We'll help. You I know I'm it.
1: talking to the right person because when when I talk to you, ideas become become orange roofs. And there's no and, there's
2: no idea there's no if you can think of it, you can do it. It's, it's, it's yes, figuring out the logistics from sure. that. You just got to get the Bengals on board. Who do we talk to with the Bengals?
1: Well, hopefully they're listening to this, and maybe we'll get it out into the ether where it needs to be. Spark the next big idea.
2: I'm down. And with if that.
1: you're li- if anybody's listening to this and thinks they could help with this idea, or has an idea about this idea. You know to 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 hit me up, P. Daner at the uh, and we'll try it. maybe we'll get this thing off the road. This will be the spark. I always this always happens when I talk to you. We get the ideas start going. Next thing you know, I'm down with this. We're, I know we got something big popping
2: off. It's all we need. We need cornhole boards. The hardest part of that is get the Bengals to buy in and and yeah, you know, maybe it's the stadium, you, but for maybe, a new cause. Maybe you do the interviews in the jerseys, and they'd be more willing to uh, to jump on board. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the key if I if I okay. ask them while wearing like a, yeah, you know, a Sam Hubbard jersey, jersey or something that yes. would be different yes okay I'll keep that in mind Sam Hubbard
2: molar jersey that's,
1: yeah, that's well that, that, that that would be that might one. be a little bit it's still a little since he's on the team it's a little weird but like at least have now, you seen not, that one
2: at, have you seen that one at the uh at the at the stadium yet I don't know if I've seen that one
1: I, I have not. I'm sure. It, I'm sure people have. Worn sporting
2: it. goods should be selling those things down there. That would be. Yeah,
1: I mean, actually, you pretty much need to be related to Sam to have one of his Molar jerseys. I, would I don't assume. know.
2: I've seen. We, I've seen Stranger Things. Right. Like that's like the college jerseys of their favorite players, yeah. or the Pro Bowl jersey. That's always a weird one. That, the Rob Lowe NFL hat. The high schools be. just can't be
1: making coin though off their former off their players. they oh, don't have the NIL they yet. They don't have the name, image, likeness moving like college will. They need that.
2: All right. Well, may, hey, maybe we maybe we tie uh, you know Big Mo into your cornhole tournament, and, and, and uh... they would need to be.
1: They would need to be. I love it all. Well, if there's anybody that can help us pull it off, it's you guys. If anybody hasn't been out to uh, Fifty West and seen the sprawl of fun. And activity that happens out there, plus obviously delicious beers, you know, because we talk about it all the time. Uh, please uh, get out there if you're listening and you're from, you're listening in Southwest Ohio or Columbus area or wherever. Head down to the Chillicothe spot, which is right down there in
2: downtown Chillicothe, right? Yeah, right in the middle of downtown. We just put a big old sign up there. Just get on, you just get on Route 50 and drive, and, drive. and you will hit it. You'll yeah, or or you could eat at the burger bar and take a right and drive like eighty miles and you'll hit the other one. Yeah. You can't miss
1: it. <laughs> that's it. It's perfect. And try the Illinois. I'm telling you, Horse I like the, I like
2: the food in the Illinois. That's good. I lo- I like
1: uh Bobby, congrats on everything that's been going on down there. It's great to catch up with you as always. And we will be we'll be tracking your op- your optimistic prediction. And hey, you know we'll see. Maybe they'll even
2: surpass nine and your expectations. Nine and eight. Oh, that, that's what I'm on right now. Yeah. All right. Talk to you later, everybody. All right, who day?